This is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 186. Hey, my friend, welcome and happy Friday. You know I love Fridays. Hey, earlier in the week, I think it was episode 183, I read to you an excerpt from the book, The Kingdom Life, particularly the chapter by Keith Meyer titled Whole Life Transformation. And he was talking about what ministry had become to him and how he was trying to best his father, who was also a pastor, and how he was sitting at home with his son, Kyle. And Kyle said to him, Dad, are you home yet? Because although he had gotten home and he was sitting with Kyle and they were watching cartoons, Kyle knew better than Keith did, that sometimes Keith showed up at home, but Keith really didn't show up. It was his body, but his heart and mind and soul were still off uh, in ministry world. And so we've been talking this week about, you know, for, for lack of a more specific term, being a pastor. And I want to ask you this question as we finish this week out. Do you approach ministry the same way you did 20 years ago? For those of you who are like over 40 and you've been in ministry for 20 or more years, do you approach ministry the same? I mean, is it is it that different than what you did in 1995 or 2000 or 2005? Recently, I was watching a YouTube video of this guy who does these unboxing videos of old tech. And so this particular piece of technology was an old uh, Windows Mobile 5.0 pocket PC. It was called an iPack. And as he was opening it up and showing the screen and the different programs and what it did, I I had one of those. And I'm watching it and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I've completely forgot about these devices and what they used to do. And one other video, he was opening up a ThinkPad from 1997. And as I was watching Windows 95 on this machine and seeing the Windows Media Player and the different skins that it had, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, wow, I have completely forgotten how far we have come from 1997, 25 years ago in tech. We don't do hardly anything the same technology-wise, as we did back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And Pastor, my question to myself was, do I do the same thing in ministry? Am I still doing the things that I did essentially, maybe with a newer wardrobe, I don't know, a different style, but the same exact things? And so I came up with this question, do I have a practice-based approach to ministry Or do I have an outcome-based approach to ministry? I want to talk about the practice-based approach versus an outcome-based approach. Because I think 20 years ago, I probably had more of a practice-based approach to ministry. So practice-based means this. These are the things that I do. These are the programs we run. These are the positions we fill. These are the numbers we track. These are all the things we ask our people to practice and do practices. These are the things I do. These practices, I work a consistent schedule. I go to my office. I produce a weekly printed bulletin. I teach a class. I visit in the hospital. I visit the elderly and the shut-ins. 
I attend meetings. I prepare a budget. I engage in annual reviews. I produce an annual report for the members of the church. These are the things that I do because I'm a pastor, because I'm in ministry. A practice-based approach also is that, you know, these are the programs we run. We have Sunday school. We have worship services. We have a nursery. We have prayer meetings. We have youth group. We have kids' activities. We have men's breakfasts and ladies' Bible studies. These are the programs we run because we're a church, and these are the programs that we practice. And then these are the a practice-based approach would say, well, these are the, the positions we fill. We have a head deacon every year. That changes. We have a head elder. We have a Sunday school superintendent. We may have a head trustee or a head usher or greeter. We have adult youth leaders and children's ministry workers. We have a church secretary and a church janitor. These are pretty consistent, pretty much the same year in, year out. These are the things that uh, the positions that we fill. And these are the numbers we track. We track attendance, we track offerings, and we kind of divvy it up between general fund and missions and benevolent. We track ba- salvations and baptisms. These are the numbers we track. Or these are the things we ask our people to practice and to do. And that would just simply be all of the above. Get involved. And so we run as a church based on the things that we practice daily, weekly, monthly, annually. If you were to watch our church, we're pretty consistent, pretty predictable. This is the way it's going to be. Pastor, inasmuch as my church runs like that, I think it's a weakness. Uh, We have changed a lot of what we do, but we are still struggling to break out of that cocoon, to break out of that trap of because we're a church, because I'm a pastor, these are the things that I do because I'm in ministry. I think we need to scrap that mentality, that we need to move away from a practice-based approach, a positions-based approach, a, a tracking these particular things-based approach. We need to move away from that, and we need to look at an approach that is based on outcomes. Because I think an outcomes-based approach would allow us to change up very easily how we do things. Because how we do things and our methods, they're not the most important thing. The most important thing are the outcomes of our ministry, the results of our ministry, the fruit of our ministry, right? God wants us to be fruitful, to bear much fruit. So these are indicators of an outcome-based approach to ministry. Here's one, that our church has a healthy pastor and leadership team. And so you have to ask the questions, what makes for a healthy pastor? Do that. Do that, pastor. What makes you healthy? What makes for a healthy leadership team? Well, do those things. Don't just do the things you've always done if your leadership team isn't healthy. You have to change the things you do because you're looking for an outcome. You're looking for a result. Here's another one that would be outcome-based, ministry leaders that are growing and developing and reproducing. How do we get ministry leaders to grow? Do those things that help them grow and help them develop and train them how to reproduce themselves because that's what what's called a ministry pipeline, right? We say ministry pipeline today. It's ministry leaders reproducing ministry leaders. 
And then here's another one. Church members who are engaged in worship, engaged in discipleship, and engaged in spiritual growth. These aren't just people who attend, but these are people who are involved, and they're worshiping, and they're discipling, and being discipled, and there's spiritual growth happening in their life. There's an outcome. They're growing, and they're, they're actually worshiping God. Here's another one. We want our church. Here's an outcome. We want our church to be a place of peace, hope, light, and life. It has to be a place where these things are evident, where these things reside. It's a place of peace. It either is or it isn't. Is that an outcome of how you're doing ministry? Then we need to change how we're doing ministry if it's not. Is there hope? Do our people have hope? Is there light and life? Would that be indicative of our church? Would people describe our church as a place of light and a place of life and a place of love? And if our people don't see this, if our church is kind of dark and dismal and dreary and discouraging, these are not, we got to change things. These are not the outcomes that we want. Here's one, that our church is producing young followers of Jesus who are enlisting in missions opportunities around our nation and the world. Are our young people moving into ministry opportunities, to service opportunities? If they're not, then this is an outcome that we're not seeing, and we need to change what we're doing to see that outcome, to bear that kind of fruit. Another one, a church where the community looks and sees people who love one another and who love the community. Again, is this a place where love is evident, where love is flowing, where love is being practiced? And if it's not, we need to change our practices, and we need to look for better outcomes. Two more, church members who are growing in their faith and knowledge of God's Word, not just in their faith, but also in their understanding of God's Word, that God's Word is foundational and a part of what our church does and the outcomes that our church produces. And then finally, that we would have church members who are actively engaged in reaching others for Jesus and preparing, supporting, and sending missionaries around the world, that we're reaching people right here in our community and around the world, that that would be an outcome. So do you do what you do because that's what you do? I mean, haters going to hate and preachers going to preach. Is, is that why you do it? Or do you make plans for the week that help you realize outcomes, that help you accomplish your mission and purpose as a pastor in a church? So, pastor, you have a mission. You have a purpose. Are you making plans that help you realize the outcomes that you need, what your mission is, accomplishing your mission, what your purpose is, being involved in practicing your purpose. It's good to go from today's a Tuesday, what do I normally do on Tuesdays, to what do I need to do today to produce the outcomes I desire? From I have to get things done today, to how can I partner with the Holy Spirit today to see life change in someone? From, oh, these are the things that a pastor does, to what does God want me to do today? We need to go from keeping your head down and plowing through to, wow, look at how the world is changing. I have to update my mindset and my methods. From, 
I'm doing ministry because I'm a pastor to God, I'm partnering with you today in a new and exciting culture that is constantly changing. Help me. You got to go from this is my list of to-dos that drive me every week to I am developing teams of people to do what I used to do, right? Teams of people that will do the work of the ministry. That's what I'm involved in. Pastor, do you do ministry the way you've always done it? What was the last thing that you changed in your approach to ministry? Like what was the, le- the, the most recent significant shift in your approach to ministry? And if you can't think of one, I just want to challenge you to have an outcome-based approach to your ministry. Is what I am doing every week accomplishing something for Jesus? If you're a younger pastor, you understand your culture, you understand the way that young pastors view ministry. They're not going to burn themselves out on the altar of ministry. Uh, Their purpose and their uh, mission is very important to them. Their family is very important to them. Relationships are very important to them. And these things are, I think, very good qualities of the most recent generation. And pastor, as if you're older, and if you see work as a how many hours you're putting in, and at what hours are you in the office or on the job, you're seeing something that's segmented and compartmentalized. And what we can learn from the younger people in our church, that they see life more holistically. Now, granted, there are going to be some people who, yes, maybe they're just a little bit lazy. But I'll tell you what, there are some older pastors who are, who are, yes, maybe just a little bit lazy. So are we, and I had a podcast about this some months ago, are we paying people for the hours that they put in, or are we paying them for the outcomes they produce? It's the same concept here. Are we doing ministry to do ministry, or are we being the church and being spiritual leaders so that we can accomplish the mission that Jesus gave us to accomplish, and that we haven't we haven't promoted our methods to the level of being our mission. Our methods are should never be our missions. Mission. I think it was Andy Stanley who said that we should date our methods, but marry our mission. Our methods are not going to be permanent, but the mission is permanent. Pastor, I'm encouraging you to have an outcome-based approach to ministry and not a practices-based approach. Give it some thought. There was a lot today, a lot of information today. I didn't tell any fun stories. So you'll have to wait until next week on Monday when I come back with another episode of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hope you have a great weekend.